I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. Hey, guys. It's Kat. And on this episode, we have Alexander. I saw that he had some really fascinating, spooky stories online, and he was kind enough to join us. Alexander, thank you so much for coming on the Real Hauntings podcast. Uh, No problem. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We can't wait to dive in. So one thing we'd love to find out, where our guest, almost said where our ghost, where our guest fall on the believe meter Yeah, well. One day our uh, podcast will be interviewing ghosts. Yes. And we're all dead. I was going to say, I thought we were all ghosts in that scenario. Uh, on a scale of one to 10, how much do you believe in humans? <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, how much do you think we're ghosts right now? <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so we want to find out where you fall on the believe meter Zero meaning you don't believe in ghosts, and 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? Uh, I guess I'd have to say I fall maybe six or seven. I know that sounds kind of crazy okay. considering, but it's just like most of the experience that I've had for when I was pretty young. So like mm. for the most part, I'm just like, uh, you know, I can sort of explain some of it as hyperactive imagination or maybe not. I don't know. Like enough that I think that I, I wouldn't bring a Ouija board in the house, but not enough that I'm pretty sure every noise I hear in the house is a ghost. That seems like a good balance, you know, like mm-hmm. not not necessarily seeking it out, 
JJ's our town skeptic, so he he <laughs> loves to hear that somebody's a good six. I like I we get a lot of tens, and I love I love the tens. They're they're awesome, but like yeah, it's it's nice when someone's middle of the road. I'm like okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so Alex, now you have three stories we're going to cover tonight. Did they all take place in the same town? Yes, yes, they did. I grew up in uh, Nashville, Michigan. I just recently read an article that said uh, Michigan, uh, Michigan, this state is like one of the haunted most haunted states in America. I have that find that hard to believe because I hear a lot more stories about Georgia personally, but no kind of neat. Yeah, I didn't know that there was a Nashville, Michigan, so I'll have to add that on the something I, I learned today list. Cool. Well, let's jump into your first story. I believe that we're going to try to do these chronological. And so I believe the first one was about the haunted library. Is that right? That's correct. I was probably about 10 or 12 years old, somewhere in that vicinity. At the time, I had no preconceived notions about this library. I loved the library. In fact, like I was a nerdy little mm-hmm. kid and I loved to read. So I went to this library all the time and downstairs i never felt uncomfortable it was a very nice and comfortable place for me like i always went there but the library itself is like this big two-story building with a big basement but it was like one of the original buildings for the town uh so it was built in like the late 1800s and then one of the town's most prominent families of the time the putnams are the ones who owned it so they were rich for the time so they they owned all kinds of land and had maids and butlers and all kinds of shenanigans there was some point in time in school where they gave us this uh history report and it was kind of a busy work history report but i was like 10 so i thought it was the most important thing ever and they told us we could do it on whatever we wanted so i decided i was going to do it on the history of the town nashville's an old town I'm like let's do this uh so i go to the library and I asked to go upstairs and I have to ask permission because upstairs they keep all their old antique books, all their old like documents and stuff that you don't normally mess with. And since I went there all the time, they said it was fine. So I'm not thinking anything of it because like I said, like at that time, I really hadn't heard much about the library being haunted or anything. I start going upstairs and as I'm going upstairs, it's just, it's a bit colder than it is downstairs, which didn't think much of it, but they don't heat the upstairs because no one goes up there. Mm-hmm. But once you get to the top of the stairs, there's like movie theater rope that keeps the rest of the rooms from getting messed with. But it leads into this big, large center room that has a few side rooms off to this, like the right and left side, and then another hallway, but that's roped off as well. But in this large room, there are a bunch of bookcases where the majority of these old books are at. So I start going through these books and like, I feel a little bit uncomfortable up here for the most part, but I didn't know why. And as I'm starting to dig through these books, I, from nowhere, hear this loud bang in one of the other rooms and it surprised me. I was like, what the heck was that? And so I decided to check it out. So I go go into the little side room and it's, it's not a very big room. It's like like a large closet almost. And I go in there and it's even colder in this room, but... It, there's just a the old writing desk so like an antique big rolling writing desk with it's got a little plaque on it, it says mr putnam 1885 but there was nothing else in the room it was just kind of cold nothing fell over there were no bookcases or anything there 
So I, I just thought it was kind of weird, but kind of shrugged it off. I was like, all right, fine. So I go back to the center of the room and like, it's feeling even colder and creepier now. I had no idea why. And it weirded me out. I was like, all right, it's fine. And I keep going through these books and I find, finally find the book that I'm looking for. It's just a little history book. And I start going through it and I'm like probably two or three pages in because I flipped through it because I don't know how to read correctly as a kid. <laughs> and then from the other side room, I hear an extremely loud slam. Somebody threw a brick at the wall loud. It made my heart stop for a second because it was so loud. But I decided, I, I'm looking into the side room and in that side room, I can't really see much just from the angle from where I'm sitting. And I, there's an old rocking chair and an old teddy bear in there because they tried to keep the room set up kind of what they were used for at the time. Like I said, kind of like a museum. I don't know why, but I really didn't want to go in there, but I did anyway. I very vividly, I walk into this room and I turn to the side to the corner of the room. And from nowhere, there is a woman in a very plain white dress with dark brown hair and a bun hanging from the ceiling by her neck, just staring me in the eyes, but the eyes aren't moving. They're very, they're lifeless and still, but they look like they see me. And I just, I was done. I <laughs> literally ran out of the library. I couldn't handle it. It freaked me out so much. Yeah. I just, I legit Whoa. sprinted out of the library and went home and like my house is like six blocks away from the library here and i just i go home and i'm like telling my mom i'm like you won't believe what happened to me and she just she laughs at me and i'm like why are you laughing this is not oh, funny oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh that's so that's i'm sorry i feel for your younger self in that moment I was like, why do you think this is funny? And she's just like, that makes sense. I'm like, how does this make sense in anybody's world? And she she tells me, she's like, oh, yeah, like there was a, a woman who killed herself in that room. I'm like, no, I feel like I should have known this beforehand. How do I not know this right now? I don't think I'd have gone upstairs by myself if I had known this. Even, even now, I am uncomfortable when I go back home to visit. I'm uncomfortable going upstairs by myself. I was going to ask. So they confirmed someone killed themselves, a woman, her. Oh, yeah, room. actually, that was, uh, I would say fun fact, but interesting fact, I guess, is uh, the, <laughs> the Historical Society confirmed this. I, I wrote this story out, and they, they did a comment on it, and they said, yes, the, the local uh, National Michigan Historical Society confirmed that's what happened. There was a, a young woman who uh, hung herself because she got pregnant out of wedlock. And at the time, that's a much bigger deal than it is today. And right. she decided that was it. And she hung herself in that room. Bad. And, oh. and she was a maid nice. that, that was employed there, right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, that would that freaked me out. Yes. And then like after that, of course, not before, but after that, I learned apparently the place is extremely well known for being haunted. The woman in the white dress and apparently Mr. Putnam, who I, I didn't experience anything with that that I know of, but apparently he uh, he also shot himself in that house. Jeez. Uh, so yeah, not a very happy house. But yeah, there, there's a lot of reports of sightings of Mr. Putnam in the the basement, and there are a lot of reports of uh, the woman in white upstairs. Uh, like I said, my my mother, who is extremely superstitious, so like everything's a ghost to her, um, 
she she got married outside that building across the street because at the time it was a venue now it's just like a parking lot but uh she's got a picture of of the library while she's in there and she swears that this like little white blur is this woman watching her getting married (laughs) no when you saw her was she moving or looking at you or she you were seeing like a memory of her like she was That's still kind of how I, I remember it is like as a memory. My dad laughed at me because he's extremely the opposite. Very not. He laughed at me for different reasons. He's like, you're silly. <laughs> it looked like not like a picture, but like three dimensions, like like a very pale, real person, glossy eyes. Like that's what gets me. Like I'm never going to forget that. Them eyes freaked me out. Yeah. Like even now it kind of gives me goosebumps. We've been watching a lot of Star Trek. So now I'm, is that like a shift in the temporal it's a temporal anomaly temporal anomaly like you're actually looking into the past or something or i don't know or like seeing residual energy that's left there if ghosts are real being more skeptic than usual i guess i i would say that it's accidental recordings if that makes any sense there are a lot of things that we don't quite understand but like we just recently learned how to record sound and send light and images through space Mm. there's could be a lot more stuff we don't know Maybe certain conditions just allow the recording to be recorded, and then maybe certain conditions allow them to be played. Can you tell us about the other haunting you had or kind of the next one in order with the church? So in the same town uh, in Nashville, Michigan, I used to live next to this very old, another original building from when the town was built, a really old church. It was this two-story church that was this big square white plaster building with this little like bell tower on top. Bell Tower is very short, so it's not like this big fancy building. It was barely taller than our house. But I live right next door to it. Like it's literally butted up against our backyard. And during the day, it didn't really bother me too much. But this building has gone through several owners and several purposes throughout the entire time I was growing up. And while I was growing up, there was a certain point like when I was pretty young, it was pretty much abandoned. The windows were all smashed out um the the inside of it was just kind of like dirty and plywood all over their stuff it was just like an abandoned factory almost you know and kids would go in there and play all the time as as they do it creeped me out I was legit afraid of this building as a kid when I was probably 13 ish they became this night school and like all the kids would talk about how it was a very spooky building They, they didn't like it in there either because they would hear things when like all the kids were doing schoolwork and nobody was talking. They would hear somebody laugh and nobody in a classroom would have laughed and there's, they didn't like it. And uh, like very shortly after that, the night school like left to a different building and like all the kids would joke that it was because the teachers were too afraid of the building. My sister, her, her bedroom is right across from this building. Uh, she lives in the, uh, she was in the upstairs bedroom And her windows face this church. And there's one night she comes and wakes me up and she tells me, hey, there's there's something outside my window. Can you come look at it? No, I don't want to do that. That sounds terrible. Nope. Hard no. Scary as hell. (laughs) And I was like, okay, fine. I'll go, I'll go look. I'll go look. And I when I get there, like there's thankfully really nothing outside the window because I was obviously I'm freaking out because I don't like this church to begin with. As I, I'm listening, I can kind of hear it. So we open up the window and you can hear uh, a baby crying, which at the time wasn't that weird because after it became a night school, the, it was rented out to a family. Uh, so there was a family of uh, five. So there was a 
husband and wife, two younger kids about my age and an infant, they had moved into this house. So when we heard the baby crying, I just had to assume it was their baby because it had a brand new infant. And as we were hearing this, I was like, oh, it's just a baby. Like, don't worry about it. It's, it's nothing to worry about. And we look across and on the second story, you see a woman in a red, red dress holding what must have been the baby, like, because I couldn't see it. It freaked me out, but I had no reason to be freaked out. I just assumed it was the mom. So, was, but I had like chills down my spine seeing this and it made me uncomfortable, but I just, I just told my sister, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Go back to sleep. A couple months later, my, my mom babysits for this family a lot and the vice versa. Uh, so now they're babysitting for us. So my sister and I are going to stay, stay in the church, which I'm not super happy about, but oh well. And so we're, I stay in the night in this church and the, the kids like show us all the way around the house, like, cause they're all excited to have people over and they show us all the rooms in the house. So the upstairs is the kid's bedroom and the nursery they set up for the kid or for the, the infant. And then downstairs is like the living room, which is kind of funny because this place was not renovated to be a house it was definitely just a church that they lived in so like the bottom floor the living room was just this big open space like the main hall right with a couple of rooms off the side uh that had been yeah. sort of remodeled like they put in a kitchen but like it, it was really out of place and weird looking but they the parents lived downstairs and they're the big bedroom off to the side which must have been like the main office for like the pastor or something we're staying there for the evening and so we're just hanging out watching cartoons and stuff and then eventually it's like it's 11 o'clock or something like that so it's time for bed and instead of going upstairs we all just roll out our sleeping bags to sleep downstairs in the main hall next to the tv and we all kind of fall asleep and eventually we wake up to the, a very loud baby crying after a little while. I just still hadn't stopped. So we're just like, okay. So the, the kid decides that he's going to go wake up his mom and learn like, Hey, the baby's crying. We need to do something about this. Cause we want to go to sleep. And she comes out of the bedroom and she's like really confused. She's like, what's, what's going on? Or like the baby's crying. Can you go take care of it? Mom? She's just like, she looked really confused and kind of concerned and she goes back into the bedroom and looks at the lights are all off. So we can't really see into there. And she says something to, to the husband that I can't really hear, but it sounded concerned. And then she comes back out holding their infant baby in her arms. And it's, it's asleep. Like this, this little baby girl is asleep and you can still hear the baby crying upstairs where we thought the baby oh, was. What? Stop. Could the mom hear it? Yes, she could clearly hear it because we said the baby's crying and she like looked up to like listen and she you could tell that she heard something. Oh and my. that's when she went back inside and came out with, with like, holding their baby. And yeah. very shortly after the husband comes out and he's like holding a broom like a baseball bat. Like, oh, <laughs> and he says, stay downstairs. And uh, so we're all downstairs in the living room and we're all huddled against the couch as he goes upstairs. And like, this is an old building. So like the floorboards and everything are not very nice. They're very creaky. So as he's going upstairs, you can hear the floorboards creak every step that he takes. So you mm -hmm. basically know exactly where he is upstairs the whole time. So you can hear him going up the hallway and he's quiet at first, but then he says, Hey, come on out or I'm going to call the police. And then 
as he takes a few steps further, the crying just stops. And you can hear him walking upstairs a little bit more. And then after a few more minutes, he comes back downstairs and he's, I don't know, it must have been an injured animal or something. Uh, it must have run away. But all of us legit, we're not going to buy that. So we we all stayed downstairs next to that couch. And basically, that's where everybody went to bed for the evening. That was really uncomfortable. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., 
Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. It would kind of gave this one a little bit more confirmation for me because that was creepy enough by itself. I moved away to another town three years after this. I met a guy who moved into the house across the street from me after I had moved away. So he lived there for like two years and he is going to the school that I'm going to now. He tells me about this. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Oh, we can be best friends. We lived in the same area. And so he's like, oh, did you know about that church? And I'm like, I hate that church very much. (laughs) And he's just like, oh, me too. And I was about to tell him that that, that story. And when I go to tell him that story, he he stops me. He's like, no, no, no. Like, listen to this. Like, he didn't get to hear it. And he tells me that there was an evening at some point where he was riding his bike late at night. And he thought he heard somebody like yelling in the distance. And this is a pretty small town. So that's that's significant. Hearing somebody yelling in the distance is weird. So he's looking around trying to find it. And he uh, apparently he decides that it's coming from the church. And he goes to look at the church and he sees a woman in a red dress holding something walking in the bell tower, wow. which is terrifying because there's no floor in the bell tower. Oh, oh wow. Do you think there used to be a floor in the bell oh, tower? Oh, there definitely used to be a floor. Yeah. I know because I I pulled it out personally. After that family moved in there for a little while, they did, they moved out almost very very shortly after about like 6 months to a year after that they left. Um and because they had a couple other experiences that they were not okay with. When they left, another person bought the church and decided to renovate it and I I helped work on the church when I was a kid to make, make some extra money. And so I personally pulled the floor out of that bell tower. Oh, wow. They, they didn't need it. I like how I don't yeah. know anything about old man Putman, but I just, I just, in my head, as you're telling these stories, I just like to pretend like he's got a finger in all these hauntings. You oh know? Like, yeah. <laughs> it all goes back to yeah. Putman. Right. All mistresses of old man Putman. Spelling and, beat. Yeah. That family moved out of the house because there was a point in time where the younger daughter got hurt. She got injured in that house because they had this, they had this big steel fan and they told us that something pushed that fan over onto this, this girl. And she was like, she was like 14 at the time. And like, there was like nothing near it. And I guess that was a straw that broke the camel's back. There was nothing near this, this fan and something pushed it over and it, it landed on her leg and it, cut her up pretty bad. I had forgotten all about this until I was talking about being on this podcast. I was telling the story. My mom told me about it. Like, oh, do you remember that steel fan? And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about that. No. To circle back to the library for just a second, is is that a pretty common thing for older libraries to have roped off sections like that? That's not something I've experienced before. 
We had no, something no. like that in our college library for like archives or historical documents. Or like a professor sign off on it if it was the restricted section. You're thinking about Hogwarts. I, I didn't want to say yeah. it, but yeah, I was thinking about Hogwarts. <laughs> no, um, I did that on purpose. Them, it was just because it was uh, like, it's such an old building that there's a lot of antiques up there. And they a lot of the house has been kept like historically accurate. So like the bedrooms were bedrooms. Mm so on and so forth with like all the original like furniture and stuff so they just rope it off to keep people from like messing with the antiques mm. mm -hmm. well we so we got one more story we want to go through it's called uh or you titled it online as the bedroom ghost no jj not that kind of ghost uh, ah, so alex why don't you walk us through your final story the house we lived in was actually built by my my great grandpa who like lived in that house uh, so my my mother's family lived in there for a long while so it's a fair, fairly old house so there's one night where i am home alone and there's nobody else in the house everybody's gone and you know that's kind of a, a rare occurrence in itself so i'm watching cartoons downstairs for a little while i'm probably 13 or 14 at this time somewhere around there eventually it's time for bed so i just said i'm, I'm gonna go back upstairs and go to sleep i share a bedroom with my brother and we have a bunk bed and it's pushed right up into the corner of the room. So two sides of the bed are cut off by the wall. He's never there. He's always out late if he comes home at all. And if he does come home, it's three in the morning and he goes to sleep way after me. I wake up to my brother's arm sticking between the wall and the bed. So the little crack between the bed and the wall, there's a little gap. And his arm's sticking through the bottom of there and he's just slapping the wall. And I just... Like, dude, stop it. I'm like, this is annoying. And he's mm -hmm. he's my brother. And, you know, we know we know each other's brothers do. So it's only right. stop. And I roll over to go back to sleep. And, of course, he doesn't listen at all. So he's slapping me even harder. And I told him, it's like, dude, if you don't stop, I'm going to punch you. And, of course, he keeps slapping harder and a little bit faster. It's like, I'm done with the shenanigans at this point. So I, I roll over and I, like, with most of my might i guess i'd say i uh, go to punch him in the arm and then it, where i should have hit arm i smack the wall oh, no. and it freaked me out because like there's he's fast but he's not that fast like there's no way he could have pulled his arm out from that and that just scared the shit out of me it's like what the hell is this so I, I i get out of bed and i pull his covers off to yell at him and he's not there nope 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 and I go downstairs and I like turn the TV way up and I just like spend the evening alone yeah. in the house. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't, I don't really have anywhere else to go. So I'm just like, I guess I'll just be downstairs hoping that I don't get eaten by a ghost or something. Oh my gosh. Then, I'm sheer panic right now. That's like so the, scary. It's like the beginning of an A24 movie, I feel like, or like a haunted movie. <laughs> the second you said it started like beating the wall at a rhythm, I was like, that's not your brother this is so stupid spoiler <laughs> that scared the hell out of me i remember that and then i my mom thinks everything's a ghost and i was talking about the story uh and she's like oh i don't remember this because at the time i convinced myself it was just a nightmare and i didn't really need to worry about it and i like i brought it up to my dad and he said the same thing you're probably just asleep don't worry about it it's fine it's like okay it's just a nightmare i don't need to worry about it and then I, t I recently told my mom about the story again, and she's like, oh, that's really funny. And I was like, of course it's funny to you. Why is it funny this time? And she tells me it's it's funny because your uncle, who stayed in that room before he died, would do that to his brothers all the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> that kind of no. freaked me out a little bit. It gave me, gave me goosebumps when she told me that. Stop. I was like, 
Why I am I here? No I'm idea. so scared. Uh, That's why you're here. I, <laughs> I shared a room with my brother and I had a seizure one night and he was yelling to, at me to shut up. Like just thinking I was being a, an just, asshole. Like, like, are you about to share this story? <laughs> That's He's about right. Like, Shut yeah. up! But no, JJ's literally having a medical emergency. You just, like, hear the grudge noise in the background, right? You're like, stop! <laughs> They're so annoying. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Uh, the one time it actually is a ghost. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was amazing, Alex. Thank you so much for sharing those stories. Um, it's it's rare that we get a bundle of stories like that where they all seem to have various forms of confirmation. Which I think for the three of us, that certainly makes things scarier and i assume it is for the audience as well so we appreciate you sharing that now that you are you know a grown-up for all intents and purposes did all the hauntings that you were experiencing is all that just completely stopped for the most part yeah so like as an adult like i haven't really had that many experiences that can't be explained away although now that you bring it up it's kind of funny because when i was decided to write these stories and put them online i was reading other stories and it's kind of reminded me of like those experiences and like, Oh, I should share those. And one of the things I was reading is that like, as you become more aware of the supernatural, the more likely it is for it to happen. I was like, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Like I could see that. And then somebody was talking about how, like the more you, you think about it, the more you write about it or read about it, the more likely it is to happen. And I was like, ah, that's silly. It's not true. And so I'm, I'm like legitimately just sitting at the computer, like typing these out. And as I'm doing this, I'm like thinking about that while I'm writing my vent system sounds like somebody like fell inside of it, like this big, like, boom, which it made me jump out of my skin because <laughs> of what I was doing at the time. Was, and it literally has never done that. And I had told my wife about it and she's like, yeah, it's probably ghosts. <laughs> Yeah, well, and all your, your bet. <laughs> yeah. and all your hauntings seem to be associated with booms or crashes or noise. You know what I mean? It's like they're they're auditory that turn into sometimes you know visual uh, hauntings, which is kind of interesting too. Anything that you'd like to promote or share with our audience before we wrap up? It's unrelated to, to to haunting and stuff, but I do play a lot of phasmophobia. But I I do stream, so if you're interested in seeing some fake ghosts uh i play that every once in a while at uh alexander bc on twitch awesome hell yeah thank you very much for having me on i really appreciate it like after yeah. checking out your guys' podcast after hearing about you like i i've been listening to it like non-stop for like the last couple of weeks like as we, we've been waiting oh, to start this and it's fantastic i really appreciate what you guys do oh thank okay. you that means a lot with that i'm noah daniels i'm jj i'm kat i'm alex Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. 
New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.